Welcome to episode 77 of the Process Podcast. Make adjustments. Welcome to episode 77 of the Process Podcast. I am Amante Martin. Today we have Mr. Jawan Harley joining us on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Jawan. Thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, it's an honor. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of you guys, what you're doing for the community. And uh, just thank you for having me, man. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us. Could you tell the listeners where you're from? Uh, born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida, man. Uh, you know, uh, moved around the United States, different countries, different cities, you know, Baltimore, Minnesota, Buffalo. Uh, currently, I'm down here in Tampa, Florida uh, in, at the moment. Down in Tampa. So what, could you tell the listeners a little bit what it was like growing up in Tallahassee, Florida, capital city, Florida? Uh, it was great. You know, even though Tallahassee is a small town, you know, but it was great, man. Um, I learned a lot from not only just my mother and father, but uh, the community. You know, um, Tallahassee has so many great people that comes in and out of Tallahassee, born and raised, or just come visiting through the college years. So coming through Tallahassee was, it's an honor. So I still would say it's an honor mm -hmm. because I learned so much from, not just from the athletic point, cause I play uh, sports like uh, Will Gay, Antonio uh, Camardi, uh, Wally Williams, but we have so many doctors and lawyers uh, that, it's from Tallahassee that I took heed to and learned a lot from. So, you know, it's the best of both worlds growing up from Tallahassee, especially when you got FAMU there and Florida State there and TCC. I mean, just great, a great atmosphere. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You mentioned uh, you played sports growing up. You know, when did you start to take um, sports serious? You know, when did you when did you know that you want to pursue sports as a career? Well, the thing is, I never wanted to pursue it as a career. And it's very ironic. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, my dad, I was told, well, I remember at 18 months, but you know, you put the football in my crib and you know, as you grow <laughs> older, you start throwing football and you know, playing with the older kids. But I was just a guy, whatever I see that I could do in my mind, I did it. So if I saw baseball, I study it and I started playing baseball. Uh, it was basketball, I taught myself how to play basketball, you know, but I never saw sports as something as a career. I just saw it as another way another platform to help others 
because that's all I wanted to do as a kid. I always wanted to help people no matter what. And so having sports has took me on a journey uh, that helped me to do that, something I love, and that's helping people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What high school did you go to in Tallahassee? Ah, man, now most people who are from Tallahassee won't know this, but unless you really know me, I went to Lincoln High for one semester, straight out of uh, middle school. I went to NIMS and Bond Elementary prior to that. Uh, after that semester, I went to uh, Rickards High. Um, and I feel like Rickards really bought me out. Um, I grew there. I It prepared me for the real world because a lot of people look at Rickards High as something, a school beneath them. It's, uh, it's in the South Side. A lot of people think they better than Rickards, but it really showed how to be prepared for life. And, uh, you know, when I was there, I had a chance to to do IB, but I decided not to do IB, but just to be in the atmosphere of great education, great leaders, and, you know, we produce a lot of great people from um, Rickards High. What, when did you start to take, you know, football serious at when you, when you attended Rickards, and what was that recruiting process like for you? Well, I started taking football serious um, because I actually quit football my freshman year at Lincoln. I finished on JV, then I moved up to varsity. Um, prior to that, we had summer football as most high school high schoolers have. And um, I went there, then I stopped to play AAU basketball. Now at that time, BJ Daniels, who went out to be a Super Bowl champion and whatnot, we were competing uh, at the quarterback position. But I decided to stop playing so I could pursue basketball. Um, but fast forward though, uh, when I transferred to Rickards, I went back to football and I started taking a series um, after the spring jamboree. I had a stellar spring jamboree and I was like, I could really do something. So that encouraged me to start skipping lunch to work out in the dungeon during lunchtime. So I take my food and I go downstairs in the dungeon and I'm doing footwork. And during basketball games, you know, I stopped playing basketball, even though I play a couple of games, but I just knew what I wanted to do. Um, I take my homework, do my homework during the games, and then at halftime, I go downstairs to live. So I knew right then, I knew that I could do something special with this. And then recruiting started coming. You know, mm -hmm. the first scholarship was Florida State. Eventually, I did sign there. And the next thing you know, you have Pete Carroll looking for you in the hallways, but you're, you told yourself you already know who you're gonna sign with, this and that, and you said you're not gonna waste your time. Um, I mean, you just have different scouts. I mean, you name the school I had the offer, had the intention, you know. Um, I used my recruiting factory to help my teammates mm -hmm. because we didn't have coaches at the time. I was at times leading the workouts, leading the practices. Um, my good buddy, Materius Pac-Man Lovett, didn't have a scholarship, so I was marketing to Maryland say, hey, you want me, you gonna have to give me a, uh, give him a scholarship as well, some type of scholarship. So I was doing a little tactics like that, trying to get my guys signed on, uh, giving them questionnaires to get their names out there, taking them along to camps and stuff. So my recruiting process wasn't like the average kid. I was really being the adult in a child situation. Hey, looking back at retrospect, what did you learn about yourself as a leader during that phase? I knew that I'm always going to do right by the person in front of me, the person next to me, purpose, purpose, the person, I'm sorry, behind me. Um, I knew that no matter what, I'm going to give it my all for each and every person around me because I can't do it without them. 
And at the end of the day, we need each other. And that's my mentality to this day. Thinking about, you know, your next step after high school, why Florida State? Well, Florida State is home. It's nothing like playing at home. You know, uh, a lot of guys don't get the opportunity. And to play on the big stage as Florida State, um, it was hard not to take that down. I had, uh, when I was getting recruited, you know, if you're familiar with Juwan Starling, we both went to Lincoln together, same class. We was going to be the two starting safeties. He chose USC, I chose Florida State. Um, but at Florida State, I had a health issue when I got there during the summer. I had a heat stroke and two swollen kidneys. So that kind of startled my uh, capabilities of becoming what they thought I was going to become there. But to sign there, it's awesome, you know, to play at home. You know, um, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to say right now, I was really looking forward for FAMU to offer me, but I didn't get it because I would have committed to FAMU over Florida State at that time. I kid you not. I can't remember the coach at the time. It was before. It was probably Coach Carter. That There it is. Yeah. There it is. I was waiting for him to do it. Um, we had a couple of guys who wanted to go to FAMU as well. Uh, pop, um, I mean, you could at least give them a, a you know half ride or something like that. But I was trying to work out deals to get my guys going. So if you were sign my guys, I would been right there. You know, we would win as a team. So you had seven guys. But you know, I really did want to play uh, FAMU. I grew up a rally, uh, right on Kissimmee Street. Um, it was my babysitter, and I used to hear the band growing up as a little kid. And I was right across the street from the football uh, practice field. So I said, I want to play, I want to be in a band for two years and I want to play football for family for two years. That was my goal. And <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like for the listeners, they may not understand it, but it's something about that orange and green on the hill, man, that it's just unexplainable. You know, Eric, you grew up watching it, going to the games, going to, you know, walking the strip with the food. And oh, man. Homecoming, and it's just, it's something you look up to. You just want to, I want to be a rattler one day. So I know it, I know it. I oh, know yeah. That feeling. I know that feeling. So what, uh, how was that transition, though, going from high school to college, in even though you stayed home, but how was that transition from, you know, high school to, to the college game and, and academic? To me, it felt the same. You know, one thing I'm big on, and I realized this is really what's making me, made me who I am today, is focus and discipline. And those two words right there, I carried on since a kid, not realizing how instrumental it would be to this day. Uh, my focus and discipline to what needs to be done is superior. I, I take pride in it. So when I make that transition, nothing changed at all. It was just another day. I knew I had to be focused on my grades just as much as I had to be focused in high school to get to the point of being in college. Um, I knew I had to take uh, my training um, seriously. I had to do it to get to college. So nothing changes at all. So I encourage those who are listening, the young ones or even those who are older and, and just in their career, just stay in tune with focus and discipline and any transition uh, in life, it'll stay the same. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what ended up leading you to uh, Middle Tennessee? Well, what led to Middle Tennessee was, uh, you know, the head coach there, uh, he was Bobby's Bowen, one of his best quarterbacks ever, but he got his knee blown out. I think he took Bobby Bowen to his first winning season at Florida State or, or won the first bowl or going to the first bowl, something like that. Uh, then you have Coach Willis Simmons. Now at that time, Coach Willis Simmons, who the head coach for FAMU right now, he was the OC. And he's from Quincy, Florida. So we had ties right there, a connection. 
Uh, so that right there led me to, you know, going somewhere I feel comfortable. Um, I know my best interest will be at heart. And uh, that's what led me to Middle Tennessee. But I wanted, to, I wanted to ask, what was it like for you moving away from home, uh, going to Middle Tennessee, you know, and it kind of, kind of reacclimated to football again why, why are you in Tennessee oh man it was um you know it's a little different you know it's an eight-hour trip um from Murfreesboro Tennessee back to Tallahassee Florida um the year that I registered I used that time to travel you know get my visits at home and, and do whatnot because you know you have to register going D1 D1 so I took advantage of that um aspect but the year that I had to play um you know um it was no more traveling, you know, it was more focused on ball, uh, communicate with my parents through phone and technology, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but it, it was great though. It was a chance for me to learn a different culture, um, just from, you know, different uh, states and just another way to spread my wings and continue to uh, soar to where, uh, you know, the good guy want me to be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what did, what was next for you um, once you got to Middle Tennessee? Did you end up playing uh, the following year yes i played the following year um it was it was really tough you know i i, I tell people all the time, i had a tough time at florida state you know with the culture changes and all that i thought i could get away from it and then when i got to uh middle tennessee uh coach willis simmons that's when he left there and went to uh Perryview. Mm -hmm. so i didn't have that support i thought i was gonna have so i had a another situation with coaching um you know i'm gonna tell you right now i am so blessed and fortunate that I remain close to those two words I spoke earlier, focus and discipline, because uh, when I was there, I didn't start 12 games. I played eight games, never finished uh, a full game. And I was able to have a stellar year with 74 tackles, uh, three interceptions, uh, forced fumble and fumble recovery. I mean, you name it, doing things that a lot of guys needed to do in a full game in a full season. You know, um, it was really tough. Uh, another thing that happened was my academics. Even though I stay on top of my books, my degree was changed without me me knowing. So this is another thing to those who are uh, uh, high school athletes or whatever that you got going, stay, pay attention to what's going on. Never be too busy, never be too, uh, you know, distracted or have too much going on to know what is going on with your presence and your future. Um, and my degree was changed without me knowing and you know that that really bothered me <laughs> for some years yeah, yeah. so when the, what ended up uh happening did you graduate from uh middle tennessee uh, what was your next phase after middle tennessee well i uh i declared for the draft uh a year early i had one more year i dropped out of school had nine hours left and i decided to go to the draft uh I did that, didn't get picked up my that year. Um, I did some workouts and whatnot, been on some emergency list. Um, and then a year later, that's when I, you know, got picked up by Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills, you know, being my own agent, you know, still to this day, marketing myself, you know, doing things of that nature. I, and, uh, you know, and, and as I did that, I used the money I got from, I earned at the NFL to that, that stint to um, go finish my degree and start my own business. Wow, wow. So did you ever get that shot? Uh, Well, the shot that I'm looking for, the big one, it hasn't came. Yeah. It's almost there. We in the process of right now to speak. So this draft is very important, very right now. I um, recently had a workout with the Washington uh, football team. 
uh, be in contact with them. Uh, it's a chance that, you know, we can get called in um, for Ricky Minicamp and possibly get signed after that. Be in contact with different teams, such as Atlanta, uh, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I mean, it's a couple more. The Jacksonville, we have about seven teams right now. Um, but yeah, we almost there, waiting for that big one. Uh, we feel like this year is going to be the year. Everything's been clicking on all cylinders. Were you with the Bills for a while? Yes, I was with the Bills um, from, I got there in 2014. Um, I uh, came in, they signed me, and it was so, it's so ironic how this happened. You know, I, I was seventh on the depth chart, the last safety on the depth chart. And I worked my way from seventh to second screen fighting for first. I was hosting classes to teach uh, safeties and making millions you know, the playbook and whatnot. And, uh, you know, when they signed me, I had the smallest contract, no signing bonus. And that's what I didn't know about. It's a business. You know, you're always going to put your energy into what you're invested in. So I encourage a lot of people just to understand business aspects of anything in life. And when I learned that, you know, they released me, but I learned it wasn't for my performance. It was about investment. You know, I'm not going to not put my energy into something I put millions in and put something that I just put a couple hundred thousand dollars in over that million. So that's what happened in Buffalo. Uh, but it's a, it gave me a springboard to tell me what can be and what will be as long as I keep my faith. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, what was that transition like going from, you know, playing football so now you're owning your own business? What, well, the thing with that is, you know, I like to use this this story uh, because, you know, and it, it ties everything. And it's, it's it's everything that your podcast is about, the process. And I remember like yesterday when I got cut, I always like to sleep with the sun hitting my face because it's a blessing for that sun to hit you the next day. And I remember being in my room and the sun was brighter than ever, right? And this whole time, it's like, some people say <laughs> this only happened in movies, but this is a true story. And you could, I heard it and I felt the voice and everything. At that moment, I'm in a valley. And in a valley, you have a lot of ridges, you know, you have uh, hills, mountains inside of a mountain as you're going through the valley. And when I got to Buffalo, the valley took me up on this hill and I thought I was at the table with my cup running over. But in reality, it was just a hill showing me what can be and what will be. But I have to have the faith to keep marching forward, the faith to keep going, the faith to keep believing that greater is coming. But you have to keep marching along this journey and keep going and keep believing. So when I got released, that's when I came back down off that hill. And then I had all these road bus. You know, before I got to Buffalo, you know, I worked at Walmart. And I grinded to get where I wanted to be. So that's why I thought I made it. Because I went from Walmart, working in the tour department, to the NFL. When I came off that hill, that's when I really started to start swimming in these lakes and rivers within this valley. You know, I had I, I went to different arena leagues, you know. Right now, I'm the only person in, in football, American football history, to have signed 12 professional contracts in negotiating. You know, and that's playing, that's NFL, CFL, IFL, NAL. AFL and SFL supplemental draft. So as I'm in this valley and I'm coming down, you know, it's like you start seeing things. You start seeing that dead weight coming off you. 
people that is not meant to be in your life going away. You know, those who you thought that was really there for you really aren't there for you. You know, I tell people all the time, bad people see good things happen to you, just like good thing, good people can see good things gonna happen to you. So as this journey is going in this valley, I'm going, I'm seeing it and, and I'm seeing the purpose of my life. And when this business came along, you know, I'm driving by the hospital, Tyler's more hospital, I'm making excuses. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the car and wondering why all this happened to the point of fingers. And I realized as I'm driving, somebody is giving birth to life and somebody losing their life. Yeah. I have to stop pointing fingers. I could, I could make this a stepping stone. I could make this a pity party. But I decided to make it a stepping stone. And I said, from here on out, I'm gonna make adjustments, delete excuses. And that's the name of my business to this day. Make adjustments, delete excuses. And as I've opened that business in 2015, we have touched so many lives with their health, with their wellness, with their fitness. Speaking, doing motivation, speaking, helping others throughout all parts of the country. You know, our story is enhancing lives. And that's what we want to do, we want to enhance lives. And as I'm in this valley, as I'm getting ready to go to the table when my cup is running over, I can see the purpose. I can see why I had to go through the process. Because now the story of continuing to make adjustments, delete excuses, is the purpose of my life. And what I've said earlier, I always want to help people. And this journey has helped me to help people. Oh yeah, amen. That's powerful. But I wanted to ask you, you know, thinking about you, you mentioned about the process, you know, you know, this this podcast is called the Process Podcast. What does trust in the process mean to you? It means a lot, you know, because you just never know where life is going to take you. But as long as you know that it's a process to everything, you will understand the steps. You will understand the storms. You'll understand the hiccups. You'll understand the, the hurdles. You'll just know it's all a part of building you, preparing you for the success that you have been hoping, wishing, praying, and meditating for. You know, so like I'm using myself as an example. Like I said, I always want to help people. So if I never understood the process of having to weather the storm and, and, and get through know the pain and disappointments how can i teach somebody else how to do it so my process is just trusting the steps because when i teach people i teach them it's all about steps one step at a time and and that's what i get from the process i learn from oh yeah oh yeah looking back over your life thus far and all you know everything you've been through what advice would you give your younger self you know, this is probably going to sound, <laughs> some may say conceited. I don't know how it would come off, but I'll tell myself to continue to do what you do because I was ahead of my time. I was really was. Uh, I remember my dad telling me, he was like, uh, I couldn't do this when you, at your age. My, my, I, I would have been too upset. I, I would have flipped out and just gave up. But one thing about me, I always, I always believed in myself. One thing about me, I always believed in myself. If I could see it in my mind, I know I could do it. I know I could do it. So I would just say, keep telling, keep believing in yourself. Keep believing, you know? And that's what I did as a youngster all the way up to now. And that's what I would continue to do. And that's what I would continue to everyone else. If you put in the work mentally, physically, spiritually, everything will pan itself out. It may not happen when you want it, 
may not happen how you want it, but it will pan itself out and you can be happy with reward because you gave it your all. That's right, that's right. I wanna thank you so much, man, for taking your time out to share your story and everything that you've been through. I want, I want the listeners to understand what it really means to make adjustments and to delete excuses, man, and continue to persist towards that goal. So I really thank you for joining me on the podcast and to share your story. Do you have any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners? Yes, I will always tell this and I always speak on this. The purpose is greater than the individual. The purpose is greater than the individual. So just because you're going through something, it doesn't mean it's for punishment, you know? It's for you to get through it so you could teach others, give them a guidance through it. And also if something else happens again, you'll be prepared for it. So always remember, the purpose is greater than the individual. Awesome, awesome. Where could the listeners find you uh, if they want to give you feedback on this episode or just to tap into everything that you have doing? Uh, my personal website, is uh, JawanHarley.com. That's J-A-J-U-A-N-H-A-R-L-E-Y.com. And if you want to check out my uh, business um, website, along with my wife, we have a great business together. Um, it's Made, M-A-D-E, the number two, Enhance, E-N-H-A-N-C-E.com. This episode was brought to you by Overcome Achieve Clothing. Allow what you have overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge. Wear your truth. Overcome. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through and not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.